Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the I Don't Fucking Know podcast. Um, last week's episode was honestly great to record. Andrew was such a pleasure having on the show. Um, very much brought some new energy into the podcast. Um, I'll see about having some more guests in the future. Um, you know, may, may, may some, some of my other buddies and stuff like that, maybe even a goddamn teacher, but then again, they're probably going to be busy for the entirety of lunch, and I record my podcasts during our one-hour lunch at school, so uh, I'm not so sure about that. Maybe, maybe not. There's a chance. It'd be fun to to kind of just have, like, a podcast with a teacher, you know, where it's just, like, you know, like, we can just talk, you know, about whatever the hell, not even just school stuff, but just whatever the fuck comes across our minds. Um, just like how I do with every podcast and with and how I'll do with any guest, you know. Uh, like, the, the entire point of this podcast is to never be scripted. That, that, that's something that I kind of want to do with this podcast. Like, I don't want anything in this podcast to be scripted. Everything is just made up on the spot. Everything is just thought up of in my brain or in my guest's brain or whatever the fuck is going on, you know? Just nothing is scripted, you know? Maybe I'll think of one or two questions beforehand, but I won't write them down. You know, just come to my mind and I'll be like, oh yeah, I'm going to ask you this, you know? Or I'm going to bring this up, you know? So, you know, that's how it's going to be for as long as I'm running the podcast if I ever bring on any consistent co-hosts, then they'll also know and that that'll be completely and utterly improvised the, every single time. So that every single time, well, you guys get a new experience with the podcast. Also, uh, we hit... I know I know this is going to sound kind of sad, but uh, we hit a, a milestone, I guess you could say. Uh, with the last episode's um, listenership, uh, it is now currently our most listened to podcast episode, with a total of 11 listeners. Um, uh, my first podcast episode is actually the most listened to one before then, with a total of 8. Um, but besides that, yeah, no other episode really comes close to it. So thank you um, for all those who listened uh, hopefully those same people are listening again um, to this um, episode of the I Don't Fucking Know podcast. Um, and, you know, it's going to be hard to top Andrews with just myself in the recording studio. But hey, I'll make do with what I got, you know? You just gotta just gotta go with the flow, man, you know? Um, one of my buddies, actually, uh, he, he replied to, to the story on my Instagram when I... Because usually, I, I've been kind of inconsistent with it, but usually when I upload a uh, a podcast episode, I, you know, post, I make an announcement on my Instagram, you know, saying like, hey, I uploaded a podcast episode, link in my bio, listen to it. And uh, one of my, one of my buddies, um, don't know if he wants to be named or not, so I'm gonna, I, I won't, but, uh, you know, me and him, we just met randomly through Instagram, I think. I was looking through uh, the the roast my build the hashtag airsoft gi roast my build. I was looking through there. I actually think he 
I think the reason I found it was because he appeared on in on one of their episodes. I may be completely wrong though. I kind of forget. <laughs> um, but yeah, I found it. I was like, huh, this dude seems interesting. I give him a follow. You know, uh, he follows me back, and you know, we start chatting, and the rest is history. But uh, you know, and he he's aware of my situation as a avid Second Amendment supporter but an avid second minute supporter that lives in California. I think uh I think he lives in Florida if I if I'm if I'm completely wrong and he's listening, I apologize. I'm a bit of a fucking idiot. Kind of you know, one of the downsides of improvising stuff, you can't, you know, really, you know, fact check yourself beforehand. Um so yeah. But yeah, you know, he hit me up on Instagram, you know, replied to the story and was like, Hey dude, you should probably get a mic and you know all that stuff and i'm like yo i would but one my phone doesn't have a mic um like a headphone jack because it's one of the newer iphones two even if it did you know it'd just be a standard you know um what is it a headphone jack and it wouldn't even be able to connect to any of the mics in here so, unless I get an adapter, unless I basically what I had what I what I would have to do in order to, in order to be able to to pull that off is get three adapters, one an adapter from um, the iPhone charger to a I think three point five millimeter I, I I don't know the exact millimeters of standard headphone jacks because I'm an idiot um, and plus who really does. Um, uh, you know, get an adapter from, yeah, from the iPhone charger to, you know, headphone jack, and then from the headphone jack to whatever proprietary, I'm not sure if it's proprietary, maybe pretty standard in the realm of audio, but, uh, you know, uh, an adapter in order to plug in the, um, more or less professional microphones, um, that are here in the whisper room. Um, I've only used them once before, uh, which is a pretty interesting story. Um, basically what happened is that, uh, uh, I'm part of the anime club at my school and they kind of assigned us something, um, which is basically, you know, it's like we, uh, we make a group with, with other people in the club and what we do is we make our own abridged, um, version of a scene from an anime. And, um, you know, I got together, uh, one of them you actually already heard, um, Vivian was part of that group, and another girl uh, named Miranda, I know her from my theater class, um, we were a part of a group, and we decided to dub over a scene from Sora Online, um, and it was a fun experience, uh, the, at least recording the audio, was a fun experience. Editing the audio alongside the video. Dear Lord, I get Vietnam flashbacks. <laughs> um, which is probably one of the reasons why I'll never make this podcast a, in a video format. Because dealing with video editing is absolute fucking torture. And I do not want to put myself through that again. So, yeah. Um... Kind of, uh, 
segueing from SAO to an, to uh, something that happened recently, which was pretty fucking cool. Um, those of you who follow my Instagram, you probably already know, but if there's some people who actually don't follow me on Instagram at all, um, uh, what happened recently was last weekend, um, at a local, like, a uh, comic shop, you know, like, nerd shop kind of place, um, called Fat Collectibles, um, they're holding an event, uh, where is basically a meet and greet with a, a pretty predominant, um, English voice actor in the anime scene. Um, I, oh, it's gonna sound so bad if I forget his fucking name. Um, Brian, actually, I'm gonna, I'm gonna check, because then I'll just feel way too bad. You know, this is one of very few times where I'm actually gonna check myself before I wreck myself. Oh, Bryce Pappenbrook. That's his name. Uh, Bryce Pappenbrook. And the reason I know him and the reason why I wanted to meet him was because he voice he voices Kirito in uh, SAO. Uh, and SAO was actually the first ever anime that I watched to completion. Like, you know, like, at least everything that that's out and is dubbed, you know? Because, again, my no-dub, no-watch rule has, you know, has been applied since the beginning of my anime journey. <laughs> um, but, uh, but, yeah, I got to meet him uh, last weekend, uh, and I got his autograph on a uh, poster that he had there. Uh poster was about like 15 bucks and you know he, he signed it and he when, he when he was signing it he asked me i was like oh do you want me to make it out to you and so i'm like uh is that even a question uh yes please um and it was a really fun experience uh meeting the guy it was really cool uh he actually told me about uh an sao movie that i didn't know existed which is uh sao progressive and from what he told me and from what i've seen uh, what it is, it basically, it's the first season's arc, aka, it's the Einkrad arc, um, but, com- uh, I'm assuming completely from Asuna's, um, perspective, because in the original anime, we are mostly, like, I'd say 90, 90 or 85% of the time, we were following, fuck, what, can I shove my hand in my pocket and something gets shoved in my nail um but uh yeah so yeah for like 85 to 90 percent of the time um in the you know first season of sao we're following kirito you know and obviously you know at points you know we're following kirito and asuna together because they're like the the series is like a main couple you know um like a flagship couple so to speak and so, you know, uh, Progressive follows all of the adventures of Asuna that we don't see, because, you know, in those adventures, she's not together with Kirito. Um, and so, um, I'm going to have to watch that when it's available on streaming services, because as of right now, it is only in theaters. And so I'm going to have to wait until um, they release it on I hope to God 
they released it on Funimation or uh, Netflix because those are the only two streaming services that I have that have SAO. So, yeah. You know, ha- ha- having a good bit of hope there. Um, you know, putting some hope there. So, uh, yeah. So that happened. That was pretty fucking cool. Um, I got to take a photo with him. Again, those who follow me on Instagram already saw that. He's pretty short. <laughs> like, ca- like kind of surprisingly short, you know? Like, I had to kind of, like, like, lean over just a slight bit uh, t- in order to, like, kind of get my head kind of close to him, um, and Bryce, if you're listening, uh, not, not, I'm not sure why you're listening, but, uh, if you are, in fact, listening to the podcast right now, it was such a pleasure, uh, meeting you, and, uh, you know, I hope to see you again, maybe, again, if, if Bryce is listening to this, if you're listening to this, Bryce, um, I can, uh, bring you onto the podcast, uh, it will sadly have to become, um, since this podcast is very low budget, aka it's literally all done on my phone, um, it'd probably have to, you know, I was, I'm not, I wouldn't be able to pay him or pay you, so it'd just be, a, have to be on your free time, um, but we can make it a short ep- episode if time is a concern, you know? Uh, since now that I'm, um, I'm recording on Fridays, my schedule is like every Friday or at least every Friday that I have an hour lunch. Um, that's my recording schedule, um, for at least normal episodes. Um, you know, cause on Fridays I get an hour of lunch, you know, so I'm able to make longer episodes cause I have a lot more time. Um, so, you know, I'm able to record like 40, 40 minute, 45 minute, uh, episodes, um, every week, so I'll be continuing that, um, you know, schedule, again, unless, you know, something happens where it's like, you know, I get a guest, but, like, you know, they can't really do Fridays from 1, um, to 2, you know, then I, then I had to, you know, you know, have, have a special schedule for that, but, uh, besides that, you know, but yeah, so if Bryce, if you're listening to this, um, my, feel free to, um, message me, and, well, actually, no, I'm probably, no, I'm the one asking you, actually, um, if you want to be on my podcast, it'd be a pleasure to have you on, um, I'd just have to figure out how I would get you on the podcast without you physically being at my school, (laughs) um, but yeah, so, uh, now, now that, uh, I kind of finished that little, like, uh, hopeful ranter, um, I, I'm gonna stop talking to Bryce, although he's very, it's, there's a high chance he's not listening, um, I'm gonna stop talking about him, uh, I'm gonna go to another thing that I actually got to do, um, this weekend, it was actually on Friday, not this weekend, last weekend on Friday, um, I actually talked about it on the episode with, um, Andrew, but Andrew was an asshole, and he didn't let me finish. Andrew, if you're listening, go fuck yourself. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I got to go to uh, El Coyote in uh, Los Angeles, which, for those of you who don't know, it appears in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, um, 
one of my favorite fucking movies of all time. Like, that's not even a joke. One of my favorite movies of all time. And uh, specifically where El Coyote comes in is near the end of the movie. You know, it's fucking uh, Sharon Tate, pregnant Sharon Tate, played by Margot Robbie. Um, The Polish dude, the Folger bitch. And I forget the dude's name that, like, was fucking Sharon's ex. Uh, I can't remember his name right now. And it'll probably come back to me later. But yeah, you know, those four, uh, they're going to eat Al Coyote. And, uh, you know, just right down the street is uh, Tarantino's Theater from there. And I think, I may be wrong on this, but if I'm not mistaken... Tarantino's theater used to be, um, before he owned it, a porno theater. And so Sharon Tate, you know, was like, oh, what's going down, you know, what's going on down the street? You know, or what's going on, what's going on down at the Dirty Movie Place? And, you know, her ex uh, responds, is like, oh, they're having a premiere. She's, oh, and, like, Sharon's, like, surprised, and it's like, Dirty Movies have premieres? And her ex is just like, yeah, they're fun. Which makes a question, how would he know? Did he work on a, on a porno set? Hmm. And he's like a hairstylist for, like, movies. So it's like, did he literally do the hair of a girl who would eventually get her brains fucked out? I don't know. The world may never know. Um, but, uh, but yeah, uh, it was a very fun experience to go there. Um, they had a little actual uh, spray paint uh, sprayed. Kind of like, I don't know what it's called, but it's like, they, like how, like the technique, what the technique's called, but like, when you put like a, an outline, like you have like a piece of paper and you draw like a little design out and you put it on a wall and then you spray paint it. Um, just so you have an, like, an exact, you know, look. So it's not like kind of like rough. They had a little one of a uh, Sharon right outside the doors. It was pretty cool. And I also ran down to Tarantino's theater, naturally, if it, it's right down the street. What did you expect from me, really? Um, got uh, some pins. I got a pack of, I think, five? Pa- either a pack of five or six uh, pins um, that all say Rick fucking Dalton, but in, like, different fonts from, like, the different movies that Rick uh, appears in in the, in the movie or in, like, the air in the universe of Once Upon a Time Hollywood. And I got three... Through other pins, uh, of Sharon, Cliff, and Rick, and they say, "Watch the movie and read the book." And yeah, it, it was a pretty neat experience. And later that night, I actually, uh, I actually got to go to I think, uh, it's a famous observatory. Uh, I think it's Griffin Observatory in Los Angeles. And oh my God, it is, it is beautiful. If any of you ever get the chance to go to Los Angeles, do yourself a favor, at least visit Griffin Observatory once. Alright, because the look of the city from up there is fucking amazing. It's the one of the prettiest things you'll ever see. You know? Like, the, the colors of the city, the lights of the city at night are just so wonderful. It was just absolutely gorgeous from up there. 
you know. And I have to thank my brother Joe um, for taking me there alongside with his friend. You know, I have to thank Joe, you know. So, Joe, if you're listening, thank you uh, for taking me. I'll pay you back one time, one day. Oh, yeah, that same day I also got to try, uh, if any of you know Fat Sal's, uh, it's a, it's a little, uh, they have a, a, a few joints in, uh, Los Angeles, and they have one in Saudi Arabia, which was kind of surprising. Um, basically, all their food is just calorie-packed. Just, like, they, they took, a, like, a fistful of calories and just socked in the jaw. You know, they are very, like, high-calorie, high, like, they're they're diabetes in a fucking, like, in your hand, basically. And, uh, I got one of their, uh, fat shakes. It was a number six. It was, like, vegetarian vanilla, uh, graham, graham cracker crumbles, I think some Oreo, peanut butter, and I think some caramel on top. And that shit was fucking delicious. That shit was amazing. Like, on God. You know? So... That was a great experience. So again, thank you, Joe, for taking me. It is such a fun time. Can't wait to go there again. Whether that's with my family or by myself when I'm finally able to drive. Um, and I hope that's fucking soon. Anyways, I've rambled way too long about Los Angeles and voice actors and stuff like that. Uh, speaking of voice actors, actually, I'm going to keep on going on because these are my two topics for the day. Um, my my mother and a few other you know members of my family, they're always telling me, it's like, oh, you know, David, you have the voice, you know, you, you have, you know, they think they have, that I have the ability to, you know, maybe become a voice actor. And, you know, or like my mom, my mom specifically, she says like, oh, you know, why don't you do radio? Yeah, and stuff like that. It's like, yeah, I, to some degree, I see it. You know, it's like, because I, I think when I was younger, I did want to become a voice actor because, you know, working on cartoons is pretty fucking fun, um, for what it seems. And, you know, being able to do the different voices and be different characters, um, that that would be fun. And just, uh, you know, a radio would just literally just be a, a basically a live version of this podcast. And it'd be, you know, and they keep seeing that. And, you know, it's like, like, yeah, I kind of see it, but at the same time, it's like, really? Yeah. Uh, so, I'm going to, I want to get your guys' opinions. I'm going to do a, uh, I'm, gonna, I'm mainly going for, like, the radio thing. Um, I'm going to do, like, a quick little bit of, like, how it sound as a radio host. All right. Let me try this, all right. Welcome back to KH101, playing... Playing tunes from the 60s. Tonight we're going to be playing a lot of Paul Revere and the Raiders. Interesting how a guy from this, um, one of our founding fathers, is making some pretty groovy tunes today. Next up is Hungry by Paul Revere and the Raiders. Good night, Los Angeles. That was my attempt at being a radio host. It probably fucking sucked. But hey, you know, it is what it is, and you can't throw a fit. As you can see, this time, this time, I actually have water on me, and I'm not getting up in the middle of the fucking recording to just go and get water. I have a water bottle with me. 
So, you know, gotta stay hydrated, gotta keep my vocal cords in check, um, so I don't have voice cracks, and, you know, because if I have a voice crack, I'd probably want to hang with uh, um, that's besides the point. Fucking, uh, well, what are some other topics to talk about? Oh, Ukraine. Ukraine is something that's happening. Uh, for those of you who are out of the loop, uh, currently, there are high levels of tension between the Ukraine and Russia right now. Uh, with Russia, um, like, basically moving a whole bunch of troops to the to the Russia-Ukrainian border. And uh, recently, the uh, special service, the special services from Ukraine, foiled a plot, or at least revealed a plot, um, by the Russians to have uh, Spetsnaz, undercover Spets, Spetsnaz soldiers um, commit uh, crimes in the name of, like, a fictional terrorist group, a uh, fictional Ukrainian terrorist group, along the, uh, the border between Ukraine and Russia, um, I'm assuming it was in, like, it was in order to give Russia a reason to, you know, invade Ukraine, um, but yeah, that's, uh, that's something that's happening, do, if you want to get my opinion on it, do I think that Russia will invade Ukraine? Yes. It's sad to say, but I definitely, I like, okay, I, don't, I shouldn't say definitely, but, like, if I were to put money on it, I'd definitely put money on, you know, Russia invading Ukraine. Like, I think it's, like, a 70% chance, in my opinion. Um, and it's sad to, to, to see that, you know, but, you know, at least the Ukrainians are you know, preparing themselves. They, they're, they are preparing themselves for what might happen and what might, and what they might have to do in this situation. You know, it's, it's great that they're preparing themselves. Um, I've seen, you know, photos of like, uh, you know, like civilians are getting, uh, training, um, on how to, you know, handle weapons and, you know, how to, you know, some basic military, you know, like combat, um, I guess, maneuvers and stuff like that, you know, like, purely civilians, like, civilians, like, you know, no ex-vets or whatever the fuck, civilians who have never been in the military are now getting training by the government on how to fight in, just in case, you know, a foreign country invades, and I also saw an article, which is kind of fucked up, uh, in terms of, like, or, like, it's kind of, like, bias when you read it. Uh, basically, it said, like, a Ukrainian mom buys high-powered hunting rifle um, to defend against Russia. If you look at the photo of it, it's, a, like, a 16-inch, it's a 16-inch fucking barreled AR-15. That's what it is. It has a big old scope, a bipod, and a foregrip. With an M-lock handguard. 16 inches. But I think we all know that if that were a person from the U.S. Because that, that article was posted by the New York Times, I should add. It's, it was posted by the New York Times. 
And if we know that if it were talking about someone from the U.S., they'd be talking about, you know, they'd, they'd phrase it like, radical extremist uh, arms herself with an AR-15, uh, with a high-capacity, dangerous AR-15 to defend, to defend in case the government comes for us or some shit. You know, honestly, I'm, I'm exaggerating, but you get my point. You know, they, they, they'd phrase it to be a lot more sinister. But since it's not, since it's Ukraine, it's just a high-powered hunting rifle. Not an AR-15. Not a weapon of war. Um, so, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, but went on a bit of a tangent but, uh, with that one. But, you know, again, it... I think it's great that Ukrainians are arming themselves and are preparing themselves for uh eventual battle with a with one of the world's you know largest countries, you know, again Russia. And and but then the question really comes down to should the US be involved in this? And I think in my opinion it's to some degree our responsibility as the you know largest i guess superpower you know one of the biggest superpowers in the world you know like biggest countries at least one one of the one of the biggest countries mil- military wise at least i think it's our responsibility as one of the biggest countries military wise to help out smaller countries like ukraine and also taiwan to some extension i'm kind of talking about them as well um it is our responsibility to help them in their time of need, when they are, you know, when they are in a chance, when they, when there is a chance that they might be invaded by a country that, without our aid, would probably steamroll them. Again, Taiwan and China. China has millions of soldiers. Millions. Alright? And straight up, that shit would just straight up look like Daisy, not Daisy, World War Z, all right, that the invasion of fucking Taiwan, you know, and so I think it is our responsibility as a bigger country to help out those smaller countries that couldn't really realistically defend themselves against a superpower like that, you know, so do I think that we should, you know, intervene with Ukraine and Russia? Like, once, like, not now, at least, like, maybe not now, but once we get, like, a clear, basic, and, like, an effective confirmation that Russia will be invading Ukraine, that's when we should enter. That's when we should intervene. That's when we should say, yeah, no, we're sticking up for the little guy, and we're going to help out Ukraine. Yeah? That's my opinion. You know, you if you have your own opinion, I respect that, all right? But my own opinion, I think that we should intervene once the signals have been made clear that, you know, Russia will invade. Um, and hopefully for during that time, during the time between, you know, we're actually able to get there and, you know, when it starts and we're, and we're able to get there, hopefully the, the citizens of the you know, legally armed citizens of Ukraine... Um, 
will be able to hold their own for that time being. Um, but yeah, that's that's my opinion. If you if you think differently, hey, I respect that. No judgment here. Um, yeah, but uh, besides that, besides that little uh, rant on about Ukraine and Russia. Uh, any other topics really? Uh, I'm not sure if there are really any other topics to talk about. Unless I can just, you know, go on an entire fucking rant about an anime that I've been watching recently. Which I probably will, will do now. Uh, so for all of you who don't like anime, um, well, too bad. So I recently started, uh, watching, uh, Rent a Girlfriend. I, I remember I tried to watch it uh, a long time ago on Crunchyroll. But since I didn't have a subscription, there was ads, and I kind of got annoyed. And Crunchyroll's UI, at least on on you know mobile devices, isn't really user friendly. It feels like it, it definitely feels like it was made more for like a a desktop, in my opinion. But you know, uh, so it's like I kind of stopped. But then a buddy of mine showed me a website where you can watch free anime without ads. Not gonna specify what friend i'm not gonna specify what website they showed me it and they had run to girlfriend for free and so i was like hey that's pretty cool and i proceeded to watch it and kind of like finished it within a few days and it's really fucking cute it's it's another one of those romance animes where i just find the character is kind of adorable and the situation that they're all in is kind of uh, it's wholesome i don't know um, the basic premise, um, a guy named Kazuya, yeah, that's his name, Kazuya, a guy named Kazuya, um, he's a bit of a kind of like a shut-in, kind of like loner, nerdy type of dude, you know, um, uh, he recently broke up with his girlfriend they had for like a month, um, they were dating for about a month, and, you know, the motherfucker is, understandably, you know, pretty goddamn sad, you know, it's like, fuck, you know, he's crying to himself and shit like that, and then, you know, proceeding to, um, beat it to thoughts are, I'm not gonna put it lightly, cause that, yeah, they're, they're not blunt, they're not, like, uh, low-key about it, they, they're pretty blunt, um, and so he is probably scrolling through the app store, and he, f- um, finds a app called Rent-A-Girlfriend, the, na- the, what it does, it's, it's kind of self-explanatory, but, uh, for any of those um, kind of concerned uh, within the lore of the show, they do specify that it's not prostitution, um, that you know there's no dirtiness involved. Um, it's just simply you know you get a certain amount of time with a girl, and for that certain amount of time, she will pretend to be your girlfriend, and you know you you two will go on a date, and you know terms of services are like, you know, fucking, you know, the, the girl is not allowed to enter the, uh, the client's home or private property at any point for any reason, you know, so like that. And so, you know, no dirtiness, no dirty. And so he runs out a, a chick, uh, I forget her name, uh, like, Mazira, Mazaya? I don't fucking know. I'm gonna call it. I'm gonna call her uh, Myra. Why not Myra? Um, you know, he rents out this bitch named Myra, 
And they go on a date. It goes well. At some point, they hold hands, and he's like, oh, shit, is this bitch falling for me? Even though she's a rental girlfriend. And then he looks at her, at her reviews and realizes, oh, she does that with literally everyone. <laughs> um, and he gets upset, busts one, rents her out again. And then for the second date, he just treats her like fucking shit. <laughs> the entire date is like a pure asshole. Uh, and then, uh, and like at some point, like she confronts him during the day, like goes out of girlfriend mode, confronts him. And I know where he gets a call. His grandma's in the fucking hospital. And so they both go. And it's a bad idea. Why? Because uh, since they were on a date, um, she was technically his boyfriend. And so he introduces her to his family and his grandma as his girlfriend when she's not. She's a rental. And that gets to grandma, his grandma's hopes up because she needs someone to basically, you know, continue the family business. And, yeah, it, it, it gets complicated from there. But it's really fucking cute. Oh, God, I'm getting the burps. Holy shit. Um, but it's really fucking cute. Um, I personally really enjoyed it. Um, they do introduce some other characters, some, like, other main female characters, um, later on, mainly two, uh, I can't remember either of the names, uh, but one of them is, like, a black-haired-looking version of fucking, uh, Yotsuba from Quintessential, Quintessential Quintuplets. I don't know why, sometimes that fucking name is, like, a tongue twister to me. I don't know why, it just fucking is. Um... But yeah, it's a really fucking cute anime, and I really, I really did enjoy it. Uh, the dub for it was really good as well. The intro song was fucking phenomenal. Uh, it's called Centimeters by the Peggies. I believe that's what it's called. And it's really fucking good. I don't know. Like, even though it's in fucking Japanese, and I can't understand it, it's really fucking good. And it's sad to say that there's only one good English dub for it, but it's only, like... The length of that, or English cover, I should have said, fuck. Uh, there's only one good English cover for it, at least for, in terms of, like, a female voice. And sadly, it is only, like, the length of the intro for the show. Sadly. Would have been cool, though. Um, but, uh, yeah, I really liked that. And by coincidence, like, you know, if, if, if not just to give me fucking excited... And to keep me hyped, um, they I when I was scrolling through to you know find a good English cover of the song, um, I ended up finding that eleven days um, before then they uploaded that they they announced that they are going to be making a second season of Rent a Girlfriend. I'm like, oh my god, the timing couldn't have been fucking better. The, the time could couldn't have been better. You know, like, I'm really liking the fucking show, so it's like, I see that they're gonna be fucking coming out of the second season. I get excited. Naturally. Um, and it's gonna be coming out this year in July. So that'll be fucking cool. Um, other animes I've been watching, I actually haven't been watching that much anime. I kind of, like, slowed down a little bit. Um, because they're just, like, especially on Funimation... 
Um, I feel like I've gone through, like, all of the really good completed romance animes. Um, you know, like, uh, there, well, technically I haven't yet. Like, there's one that, that I haven't finished yet, but that's because the dub isn't complete for that one yet. Uh, so I'm waiting on, like, for every episode to be dubbed. You know, I'm kind of, like, watching them. I'm watching the dubs as they come out, basically. And so I have to wait for the next one to come out, um, which I don't know when. It's kind of sporadic from what I can tell. So, yeah. Um, so can't wait on that. Uh, it's the, the anime that I'm referring to is uh, My Senpai is Annoying. It's really cute. Um, but yeah, that's basically like an update on like the anime that, the anime stuff that I've been watching recently, so, yeah. Um, we're getting near the, you know, the end of, you know, the recording session, so I'm gonna have to cut this off, this episode off now. Um, thank you for listening. Um, why you listen to this podcast? Well, I don't fucking know. <laughs>